You're listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. In studio, Jared Cairns, South Africa, it says here, South African rugby player, union player for the Golden Lions in the Curry Cup, regular position, eighth man off flanker. But what he's doing now is he's watching the sail sharks and the stormers warming up down in Cape Town. Are you, do you just sweat when you watch them? Because that's like your body is ready for that. Oh, John, watching them warm up, um, ah, it's another thing that you just always want to get involved in the game and that, yeah. but obviously... You can't, but uh, <laughs> it's always exciting to watch rugby. I love watching rugby. It's, it's my passion. It's everything for me. There. What are these moments like? Yeah, the, the, the crowd are in, but not fully yet. They haven't started. There's music in the background. What are those that half-hour warm-up on the field like? Uh, that half-hour warm-up, it's intense when you get the crowd, when the music's going and that. The DJ's just testing out all the, all the songs that he wants to play going on. But um, I try and zone it out. I focus on what I'm doing and that. But the worst is when you overseas and that and you get the, the monster crowds that then they, they start chirping you oh, really? from the side and that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's always interesting in that. But, yeah, you try and zone out, try and focus on what you have to do and just uh, mentally prepare yourself for the game. I mean, you say you hear the crowd... Is that when I mean I, the, the most? So I have to let you know the most I've ever played was like an inter-school thing. It was great because there would be like twenty people there. That was like huge. But when you get a big crowd like like this one, do you hear them making the noise when you're playing the game? So yes, you do hear them making the noise, um, especially when you play in the smaller stadiums in the UK. And that there's it's so much more compact. Mm. Every, everything's so much closer, and the crowd feels like they're on top of you. And that so you yeah, they're making the noise. And that and you you try you you, you zone you zone into the game, but you can also hear it in the background. Yeah. But for me, I hear it, and it just motivates me. Even though sure. they're chirping me and me the, and that they're giving me they're, they're giving you the gears and that. But <laughs> yeah, what you you try and zone out, but you can always hear them. It's mm. always a, a win, especially when you're playing away when that when you've got home crowd advantage yes. you definitely feel it but when you're playing away you feel it even more I, I heard a story and I don't know if it's true but you can help me out but when if you go to Loftus and the bag good old super rugby days when the when the New Zealand teams or the Australian teams would come they would never speak English the the announce, stadium announcer would just do Afrikaans and they play Afrikaans music like almost on purpose I think I think that that is a tactical thing that they did but um, I know for a fact when we play um a foreign team and that we uh, even the English people start speaking Afrikaans and that on the pitch and that and we start chirping them in Afrikaans yes. and that because obviously when they come and we play the French and then they, they chirp you in French and that and you so you chirp back and forth back in Afrikaans so we got one of the guys in the team he, he said he's, he's he's learning French just so that when they chirp him so he can chirp them back <laughs> okay Jared Cairns uh, what I like to do with with when people are on Wikipedia you know you got a Wikipedia page yeah, I do. Okay, I do you, did you write the Wikipedia? No, I have no clue who wrote that. Okay, <laughs> let's see how factual it is, right? Uh, you play for the Golden Lions, yes, as opposed to the Lions. Golden Lions Curry Cup side. I play for the Golden Lions Curry Cup side and the um, the Lions side. So I'm also part of the EPCR and the URC competition. I'm part okay. of that bigger squad. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. Because this has just got you as the Curry Cup. Oh, well done. Thanks. Uh, how old are you now? I'm 22. 22 years old. Yeah. And you're playing with the with the big boys. With the big boys, yeah. W- was rugby always your thing? Rugby was always my thing. I remember from a young age... Um, uh, my dad had a training partner, Janis Labaskachny, old Lions rugby player, best known for his, uh, his red card when he, when he charged down there against England. But I remember at a young age, I said to him, listen, I'm going to be a rugby player like you. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, prove it. And, I, uh, and I, I'm still, still waiting to get to that level that he was at, but I'm proving him. I'm playing for the same team that he played for. The right, yeah, you're on the right path. Uh, where did you go to school? I went to school Paul Ruiz, Oh, okay. Mm. How important is the school that a rugby player goes to? I know that Sia broke it almost because 
Yeah, he's he's come from a government school, which is great. But how important is it these days? So, I think especially in the Cape, like yeah, schoolboy rugby is such a it's on another level down there. Oh. Like the competition wise, you got your Polrus, you got your Pol Gymnasium, you got your Pol Boys High, then you also have your Boland Lampos, and you have your Cape schools as well, which is Bishops, Rondebosch, and that. It's 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 very important. And so, I think one thing is that. Uh, when you go to a big school like that, you get so much more opportunities from a coaching per- perspective and that you get better coaches. There's there's more money put into it from the old boys. Like a lot of these schools are all, all uh, uh, public schools and that, but mm-hmm. the old boys put in so much money wow. into the into the rugby and that. So I think it takes it's a big it's a big advantage. Uh, but I give credit to where they, now they're starting with the Craven Week and that they taking smaller schools as well and they're creating a, a, a smaller school side as well for that. Uh, yeah, the competition is at that level Yeah, where you have to be good, very good to be able to be in the first team. Yeah, so when I arrived at Paul Rus, I was, I don't play Craven Week under 13 in that. There was 28 Craven Week under 13 players when I arrived at Paul Rus. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, a, it, was a, it was like basically trials all over again yes. but you have to be extremely good like to to play at that level and keep uh, schools schools have to be investing money into oh. the their rugby and that so to be to compete at that level and you see school where rugby is just growing and growing sure. and and the pathway seemed what did you, okay let's carry on with the conversation how did you how did you get into the lion side from uh, cape town school so i had a strange path i first i first well i've Played Craven Week under 18 and I made SA schools and that. And then after that, I wasn't signed by any union in South Africa. So I went over six months in 2020 to the Rebels in Australia. So I was there and then COVID hit and then I came back. And then my SA schools coach... He phoned me. He's coaching at the Lions. He says, listen, you come play for me. Yeah. So I said, shop, I'll come play for oh. you. Got, got me a contract. And then everything has just been been there at the Lions the whole time. Since so then. You, you didn't do the whole varsity rugby pathway that seems to be created. What do you make of that? It sounds like a great way to get to get that experience no, for, for franchise. It's a great way to get that experience. Um, no, I didn't do that pathway. I was privileged enough to be contracted yeah. um, straight out of school by the Lions and that. And to get the opportunity and that to train with the the senior side and that at, at at such a young level and that so but I know I've got mates that um, went through Varsity Cup. Mm. He's actually playing for the Stormers, Yuri Matia. Yeah. He's gone through that. He's experienced that. So it, it's it's a great pathway. Some people take a longer longer route. Some people mm. just get lucky. It, when I, when when I think of like my I played high school rugby as I said everybody well, everybody does a lot of people do and then I played against the old boys one you had like a, a, a fun event and I suddenly realized that I was just an 18 year old schoolboy at the time and then I was playing against 25 to 30 year olds what was that transition like for you when you were playing schoolboy rugby under 18 South African schools which is still great some big boys there but when you had to start playing against men um, ah, that's a big transition. Uh, it's the game's obviously a lot faster, mm. um, more physical. Yeah. Um, definitely, and you get the obviously you get when you get these oaks that are thirty and uh, thirty-two and that, and they got the old bully strength and that. So you, they're just hard. They don't. They're not. They're not built or anything. They're yeah. just hard. Their skin's hard. It's like a callus. Their skin <laughs> is built from all this contact and that. So it was another thing. It was uh, it was a big step up, but. Uh, me, I'm a physical player. I love right. to take contact in that, so I enjoyed it. Flank or eighth man? Which is your preferred? I prefer open side flanker. Okay. But 
uh, also play eight because open side flank and eight nowadays in the rugby same, same thing and that. Um, so yeah, that's those, those are my positions. But I prefer to play open side flank and number six. Fetcher. Yeah, Fetcher. First one in heads. Yes. Brave. Do Do you even think about that? Because there's another guy coming in at exactly the same speed as you trying to get that ball, and it's it's heads, it's shoulders, it's knees. No, it when you when you're on the field. You don't think about it at all. Yeah. But when you watch the video again, you're like, just <laughs> that is that. How did I survive that? And then you realize why your neck is so sore, why you feel like you've been driven over by a truck and uh, that. Uh. But yeah, no, you don't think about it at all. You just, uh, for me, I just personally just go in. It's and a gig. It's, yeah, it's, it's my what gig. you get paid yeah. to do. Every exactly. Um, okay, so you, you're doing, you, if somebody's playing, wants to play rugby, all right, because I was surprised that when I see a flanker, when I think of a flanker at rugby, I think of a, a seven-foot uh, Estabeth kind of character. You're not, you're not huge, so you almost think like, can you even be a smaller guy and play rugby? Obviously, yeah. you can. You can. Um, obviously, um, you can. It doesn't matter about size; it's more about the heart and the willing to play. Mm. Um, and I've been privileged enough to work with uh, Yaka Krill. He's not the biggest of oaks, but yes, that oak is the hardest oak that I've yeah. played against, and that. So you get you get your your exceptions there, but most uh, most times the seven foot oaks are your locks and that, and then your flankers aren't as right. tall as that. So okay. yeah, I get Quacker Quacker Smith's not a not a huge guy. Either. No, he's he's a, he's the same height as me. Right, but he's a machine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's a Greek because we're Greek was right. Um, he's a Greek was and a Lions boy. Yeah, you see, Greek was those guys played on concrete for the first uh, twelve years of their <laughs> lives. <laughs> don't understand uh, what favorite stadium where would you like to play um i've played all the stadiums in south africa but my favorite one that i've played at was definitely just for the atmosphere and the vibe was at monster in cork yeah yeah the, the unbelievable it's it's not a massive stadium uh. but just the whole atmosphere that there's created there is just unbelievable what was the weather like pouring down with rain <laughs> and i think we go that game we won the best uh, best urc photo of the year because it's the team's running out yeah. and it's just pouring with rain and there's the lights are going and you just see the raindrops and you can barely see the guys running out in the wow. field yeah yeah and irish cold rain oh. wind coming in from the and, side and your your hands are frozen you feel you can't feel your fingers yeah. eventually we um we bought these uh, little warm packs that we used you put in your sock and then you warm up your hands so you can still feel the board to catch it in that really that yeah. cold yeah you've played highfeld joburg highfeld it's different no it's it, it is different it, it, it's uh, how, yeah, you got your altitude that's affecting yes. you in the cold, but um, there it's all wet cold. You, the rain and wet, yeah, it's just, it's bites you. It's, yeah. you, know, so. you were captain, right? Yes. Uh, how, what does a captain do in rugby? A captain, basically, for me, when it's on the field, he makes the decisions and he helps guide the team. He obviously has his players around him. So, if, for example, like Fusia, uh, he he's the captain. Mm. And then you also got your kickers that you got to got to talk to, like Andre Polo, and that yeah. you got to always ask and see um, what they think they can do in that. But you basically guide the team, talk to the ref, make sure manage the f manage uh, the field right, mm. and then off the field you a link between the coaches and the players. Okay. So you you make sure that everything's fine. If you if the players have got a problem, then you can go talk to the coaches and that is it more than just game day so like on a tuesday you're doing you're still captain um yeah i think so but for you 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 captain but also you you're not you're not captain there you're captain on the game on the day right and um but you'd lead during the week. I know our captain. He just leads by example throughout mm. the, throughout training. He's always an exceptional example at training, making sure that everybody's giving their best. And and you do lead. 
you always if the if if the training uh, uh, needs to be lifted up then you you call everybody in and right. you talk and yeah. the, instead of the coaches taking control and oh, let the okay. players take control and let's yeah. say let, boys let's lift it let's keep moving and let's focus let's let's get our training properly done i guess you get first in last out every time as a yes. captain as well yeah first in last out make sure everything is uh, is right on the field it's that. interesting you meant you mentioned the example uh, you, uh, rugby players are you're not just sports people you're, you're influencing young people and we've seen that with the Springboks about how they can change a nation and you as a Lions player can change a province and you know that kind yeah. of a city at least how important is it to behave yourself when you go out these days um, especially with all the social medias with all the social medias it's extremely important to behave yourself um, so you've got to always try so when we go out as a team we always go out together and we oh, always wow. we always make sure that uh, we are representable and make sure that nobody is doing anything wrong. Mm. So it's very important. And I believe that if we set a bad example, then every, the kids that are looking up to us, it's it's yeah. we they're going to follow suit because mm. we. That's they, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. So why can't they do it? Yeah. And the post match, you guys very social. Post match, yeah, social. Um, we. Ah, when we have, when you play the South African derby and that, you're obviously social. You've got mates that are playing in the other team. Yes. So I think we spend about uh, 30 minutes, to tw- 20 to 30 minutes after the game talking to the players. And then we spend with our fans as well, signing and socialize with them and that. And then obviously we have a team dinner and that afterwards to okay. just like end off and also to get some food to after a long, hard game. And that was we're hungry after a game. But uh, I mean, I'm looking at you now. You've got the old cheekbone cut Every, I think every flanker has to have a cheekbone cut. It's yeah. a law, right? No, it's a law. I've got the cheekbone cut. I've got an eyebrow cut. At least mine's deep in the eyebrow. But yeah, I, I, I don't see flankers without a, without yeah. a, a cut on their face. And so, that. so you'll go out to dinner with like stitches or a, or a plaster or something on it? No, yeah, you go out. And, I know folks who go out with, um, they go out on the crutches and that after the game. And that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. What is, what, what's your goal, Jared Cairns? My goal is to be the best rugby player that I can be for the Lions at this point. But mm-hmm. also, obviously, my main goal is to get to that uh, that Springbok squad. Springbok jersey. Springbok jersey. So we're working towards that. But right now, I've just got to embrace and enjoy and grow as a player throughout yeah. these seasons that I've got at the Lions. Yeah. It's a personal question, but do you, how do you approach like the Springboks? Do you, your first answer was be the best you can be. Mm. And I imagine as well, if, if I'm not selected, that's fine because at least I was the best I can be. Somebody was better than me. Mm. Or do you go, well, there's this guy and this guy and this guy in front of me. I need to be better than those three guys. Obviously, I look up towards these guys like Quacha um, Smith and yeah. that. And I see, yes, okay, this is how he plays. Maybe I, if I can lift my game to be at that level. Oh. You always look up to them. But I, I believe if, if I'm selected, I'm selected. If I'm not, I'm not. Right. So it's it's all, and I control how well I can play and, and the effort that I put in. So right. it's all in my hands. And if I get selected, well done. If I don't, then... I keep on working and keep on grafting. Now, the sevens team are all about our systems. Yeah. The systems is the thing I can control. Yeah. yeah, the team doesn't matter. The other players don't matter. As long as I stick to my systems, I'll be fine. That's yes. you. That kind of mentality. I think, um, like for yeah, I stick to. I stick. I, I try and work and be focused on myself and that. And you can only be selected if you're part of a winning team. And I think we're, the Lions are building that now. What has happened at the Lions in the last two years? Um, year and a half. So we're growing. We're a young squad. We're growing. I was going to say, you were a young squad two years ago. Is that coming to fruition now? No. So we, we're on a good streak now. Yes. We're on a five-win streak. So I, And um, oh, we just keep growing. I think uh, we're working hard and 
we're just uh, positive. And, uh, Ooh, the Lions playing Montpellier today. Take us through a day. You're in France now to play Montpellier. You, when would when would the team have flown out? So the team flew out on Tuesday. They that flew early? Out, yeah, wow. flew out Tuesday. So then they could land. They landed Wednesday morning. Is uh, that sorry? Slowly here. <laughs> Is that a business class flight, or they put you in the back? Uh, they put us in the uh, economy. Okay. Yeah. Even the big guys. Even the big guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we flew out. Flew the boys flew out Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday Is landed it? Wednesday. Yeah. And then they did a flush out, and then the, uh, one training session on Thursday. What's uh, a flush out? Just so it's like running. just uh, 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 go through. You go into the field. Sometimes you go into the field. Sometimes you go to go to the gym and do a cycle just to get the blood flowing oh, okay. in the legs and that. Yep. And then uh, they did a training session on Thursday, a proper training session, mm-hmm. and then captains on Friday at the stadium where they're going to play. On on the field. On the field, on the pitch, everything just. Just to go experience it, yeah. you always want to experience it before. You don't want it to be the first day that you get the on game day that you get to the stadium, yeah. and then obviously today it's a late game, so they'll they will have um, the morning to themselves and that, and then the afternoon they'll slowly start preparing. And there's there's a masseuse there that will massage if you've got something stuff and that. Mm-hmm. The physio will also treat you if you need to get something. But um, yeah, then we start our prep about four or five hours before okay. and. Uh, so the morning would be off. Would you you go for a walk? You go, go find a record stores. Yeah, you go for a walk. You go do your go get a breakfast or um, you get breakfast. You go go for a walk, get a coffee, maybe catch mm. a bit of sun. You don't want to you you don't want to be cooped in. Normally, you try and start your day a bit later because it's such a late game. Yeah. So you'll try and sleep in right. and that, and then you get your day going a bit later and that. So you're not exhausted when it comes to game time. Do you get to see the cities that you go to? Yes, uh, yeah, we do get to see the cities that we go to. So we get a normally an off day. So like when the boys landed Wednesday, they got um, they the, got the that, flash they got the, the flash out, and then yeah. they got the day off, and they went to explore a bit and that. Yeah, very, very. Um, oh, it's absolutely stunning to go see the places. So uh, we were in Paris uh, beginning of last year. Yeah. Went to see there. It's it's absolutely beautiful places to see. I think it was me and Willem Alberts that took um, the red bus tour in Glasgow. Ah, yeah. So yeah, we, you get to see the cities. Yes. You get to do a bit of tour uh, sightseeing and that. But we but we never forget what we're there for is the yeah, rugby. The the job that you've been yeah. paid for. It's like any. Any any traveling salesman, I guess, the same sort of thing. You're yeah. going for a conference, and yeah, but they talk about the travel and how difficult it is. Tuesday to me, Tuesday to, and you'll fly back on Sunday, or, or yeah, Sunday. We'll fly, fly back, back on Sunday. You here on Monday. I guess you're straight onto the field on Tuesday. Is there a point where it's it's starting? Not not the tide of the sport, but the tide of including that travel in there. What's that like? You know, I. Personally, I haven't gotten to that point yeah. um, where I'm tired of travel and that. I love the travel. I, I don't find get fatigued by it. But yeah, I think some oaks do. But um, we, it's the job. Mm-hmm. We and I love what I do, and I know everybody else that loves what they do. So we we, we do it so we can play our game, we can sure. enjoy it, and that's. So. Have you done the east west travel to yeah. New Zealand, Australia? Um, no, we. So our, I didn't do that travel. Okay. But I, yeah, I've spoken to Oaks and they said that, that one was a be. tough travel. That one. Re- because at least, what are you, two hours or one hour when you're going up to Europe? Yeah, it's two hours, one hour. Now imagine a seven or an eight hour, you land in New Zealand and you've no idea what time it is. Yeah. Now your body clock is messed up and that's, so, <laughs> yeah. No, you don't know what, what time it is or that. But let's, let's get a little insight. Montpellier against the Lions today. I'm looking at the betting. Lions, uh, Montpellier by far the favorites. Uh, almost even money to win against the Lions. What does a team do when they see that and they're thinking, uh, it's it's close in the table, you've both won two, you've lost two. What what happens now? 
or you've both you've both won your opening two. You know, I don't. The team doesn't even look at that. Really? No, we focus on ourselves. Yeah, and we. We block out all social media, all comments and that about the team, right. about that, and we focus on ourselves. We got a job to do. We're going there to do a job, yeah. so we know what we we know what we got to do, and we just we just block out all that all that white noise. All the other stuff. Yeah. You, but you watched? Have you watched Montpellier play the last two three games? Yes. So we do a, a we analyze all the games that they've played throughout the analyze. season. Analyze. So like we watch them, we re- review what they've done, and we see okay, this is what we can expect from them right. to play. So we don't only do it in the uh, the EPCR and that we also do it in their competition oh, the wow. top 14 in that so we yeah. watch their games there as well so we at least have an idea of what they're going to bring and that so it, it we we got a lot of process to before a game and that it's not just train Rocket and that yeah. you've got to analyze what you're going to do and so you, you know that if they're in their 22 they will kick it out or if they're in their own half generally five Four out of five times they're going to kick it out or something like that. Yeah, and you know, you analyze, you go to the point where you know, okay, if this guy's on 10, yeah. we know what he's going to do. He's going to kick. <laughs> or if this guy's on if this guy's on, uh, on the field, yes. he's he, he's going to just carry. So right. we know exactly, what we, we, we wow. do it to that point where we know what they're going to do and that when, when we see the, the play in front of us. Uh, uh, just quickly, we've got a minute. Those little GPS trackers that you've got, uh, is that fully analyzed on the Monday or the Tuesday when you come So back? that is a tracks distance, tracks your contact, tracks your repeated efforts right. and that. So it is analyzed and that by the um, SNC and he does that. But yeah. then we've also got uh, a huddle which um, the – uh, the video analysis um, does coding and that and he says okay this is how many tackles you made this yeah. is how many you missed this is uh, the, the the carries your passes if it's a good bad or, or, yeah. or a good or bad pass so it, there's a lot of work done there's a lot there's a big team behind uh, behind getting the team going in that and then will they come to you and go you had a bit of an off game what was wrong or yeah, they will. They'll come to you obviously, and they'll speak to you about your game and about your stats and that, and right. and tell you, okay, listen, yeah, we thought this is where you could have could improve, and this is where you we you did well. I'm just gonna let Lyle know. Lyle, I'm gonna go for the over because we've got to take the ad break, but I want to know to wrap it up with Jared Cairns. When are you on the field again? Um, when I'm ready, I'm 100 percent ready to go. Yeah. So I'm just when, just waiting for my opportunity. When they come back. Yeah, I'm waiting for my opportunity to get oh, on see, the field. I like that, you see. Uh, give us a prediction. Montpellier against Lions. What are you thinking? Lions to win. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a tight game, but yes. definitely Lions to win. Depends on the would it depend on the weather. Um, no, I think it's it, it's it's Lions to win, but it's definitely going to be a tight. This it's going to be a well contested game. Okay, I'm going to write that down. And I see the Storms have just scored now, so they're leading by a uh, try converted try already yeah. against Sale Sharks. What are you thinking? 30, 40 points or not? I think uh, Sale Sharks isn't a team to underestimate. So there's obviously the yeah in the Cape and that mm. and. But it's going to be a tough game. I think uh, Storm is definitely to win this by a couple of points. Jared, it's been great having you in here. Thanks for giving us the background. Thank, stuff. And thank you, John. And good luck. And we'll see you in that Springbok jersey in five years. No, you see, you're old, but it's it's scary. That you, how old are you now? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So five years, you're twenty-seven years old already. No, that's a good. That's a good time. To that's be a that, that's the time when a flanker really hits yeah. his. Uh, High in his career. Yeah, you guys sneaky, sneaky around the side of the scrum there. Yeah. Jared Kent, thanks very much for coming. Thank you, John. Appreciate it.